0: I'm Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. This talk kicks off our four-week teaching series, The Cell, where we look at the ancient words of the 23rd Psalm. Join us this week as we look at the cell of self-reliance. Welcome to The Cell. And today we launch this experience by talking about the cell Of self reliance. Now, on the surface, that might not seem like a bad thing. Like, what's the big deal with self reliance, right? I mean, why talk about this? And here's why it's because self reliance is really when there is too much of me. Too much of me. And when there is too much of me, I become very difficult to teach. I mean, just about impossible, because when I'm only thinking about me, I'm not going to listen to anything that anybody says. I'm going to be unteachable. Too much of me causes me to kind of push away from accountability, because if you're going to say something to me that makes me stop thinking about just me, I don't want to hear that at all, and I'm going to push you away because I don't want that kind of accountability in my life. Too much of me causes me to push God way into the background of my life and this is the issue. And as followers of Christ, we can't let that happen. We just can't. So here's our big idea for today. Here's kind of the whole thing. Break out of the cell of self-reliance with a big dose of a huge God. I mean, this is what it takes. We can actually break out of the cell of thinking about just me with a big dose of a huge God. Now, in your program, you've got some blanks there. And I would encourage you to get a writing utensil. And I hope you have a Bible with you or a smartphone that you can read the Bible on. I want to encourage you to track with this and to take some good notes and then take all of that stuff home with you because this has the potential to really change our lives. Now, here's the thing. When God gets really big, I mean, when he gets really big and kind of overwhelming in our lives, there is no time for self-reliance. I mean, we won't even want that. That won't even be a desire for us because we'll want more and more and more of God. And that is the place that we need to get to. So let me ask you, as you kind of think about your life today, and the path that you're on, and the journey that you're taking. Would you say that you actually want more of God in your life, and that you have a hunger for Him, and a thirst to be obedient to Him, and you want to become more and more generous with what God has already given to you, and that you just want more and more of God in every possible way? Is that you? Does that describe you? Or would you say that you've become a little self-reliant. Let's check out verse 1 of Psalm 23 again, and this is the only verse that we're going to unpack today. It's an incredible verse that says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. Now that's on the screen, so I want you to say that with me. Are you ready? The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. One more time. The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. This psalm is written by a guy named David, and David is a popular individual in Scripture. There's a lot written about him. He's an individual who rose to become the king of God's people. He was a soldier, he was a warrior, and he did many, many other things that you can read about in Scripture. But before all of that, before he became king and before he became famous for his exploits as a warrior, there's something else that he did as a young boy to help with his family. David was a shepherd. That was his job. That was the assignment given to him by his father to care for the family's sheep, to give them guidance, to protect them. This is what David did. He was a shepherd. And the stories are legendary. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, we find the story of David out caring for his father's sheep. And of course, along comes lions and tigers and bears. Good job. Thank you. Actually, there were no tigers there. I just kind of threw that in so we could have that interaction. But they did come along, these vicious animals. And scripture tells us, and I'm not making this stuff up. I mean, you need to read it because it's incredible that when these animals came, he would grab them by the jaw and he would take out a club and he would beat that animal to death. And he did all of that because he was a shepherd and he was really good at his job. And so David starts this incredible chapter in scripture by saying, the Lord is my Shepherd, I have all that I need. And he uses language that was familiar with him. And he's trying to get our attention here. Like, if you miss this opening line, I mean, if you miss the fact that the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need, then the rest of the chapter makes no sense at all. This is kind of a big deal here. Now, the word Lord is actually the name Yahweh. And that name sounds a bit weird to us, and that's because it's a Hebrew name. But when this word would have been read back in the day to this Jewish culture, they knew exactly what that meant. Yahweh was the name for God. And there are several names for God, but this was kind of the name that spoke of the big God and how incredible he was. This name was so important and so holy and so sacred that Jews in this culture wouldn't even say it. They wouldn't even whisper it because it was that sacred. And so they would substitute that name with another name. And everybody knew when they said the other name, they were actually talking about Yahweh, but it was so holy and so sacred that they couldn't even whisper it at all. But yet David's not afraid to go there. And he says, the Lord, Yahweh, this big God, this incredible God who can do so much is my shepherd. And David is trying to tell us here that we need to get this name and embrace this, this earth shifting God, this incredible inventing God. He can be mine. He's my shepherd and pay attention to this. That's what David was saying to the crowd. Listen to this because it could change your life. I mean, this could blow your mind. The Lord, Yahweh, this big God, he is mine. He cares about me. He loves me. He thinks about me. This God, he is my shepherd. He is the one who guides. So this is kind of a big deal, the language that's used right here in the opening verse. You know, we use the word my a lot. We say, this is my kid, my job, my car, my remote, my restaurant. It's my friend, my team, my song, my phone, my time, my vacation. It's my house, my money, my school, my dream, my goals, my show, my Facebook, my virtual wallet, my whatever. We use this word all of the time. And we're not afraid to personalize things by saying, this is mine but how often do we personalize our friendship with Yahweh and say that this God, this amazing, incredible, inventing God is my shepherd, and David just wasn't afraid to do that at all. So today, it's kind of about giving ourselves to a big dose of a huge God see, I think sometimes we kind of forget about this, that he really is big and he really is amazing. And we kind of let life happen and all of a sudden God becomes very, very small. And so today is just about giving ourselves to this huge God. And perhaps there's no better way to do this than to investigate the life of a guy named Job. So I want you to remember David, the shepherd. The warrior, the soldier, the one who did great things, who said, the Lord is my shepherd, and he personalized that. I want you to remember him because we're going to come back to that in just a moment. But I want to think about Job and this guy for just a little bit because it's in his story that I think we really get the ability to see how we can open the door. I mean, just open that thing and walk out of the cell of self-reliance. So here's what we know about Job. Job was an individual in scripture who suffered a lot. And by a lot, I mean a lot. There was all kinds of things that happened to him. And he walked through more pain than what most of us will ever experience. I mean, he just had a lot of stuff poured out on him to the point where his friend said, hey, why don't you just curse God and die? Because that's how bad you have it. But Job wanted to believe that God was just more than pain relief. Like, God, I'm in a lot of trouble here, so let me take a couple of pills, and I know that you'll help me feel better about this. And God does do that for us. He does relieve us of our pain, but Job wanted more than that. He wanted this real friendship with God. And so God begins to speak to Job in chapter 38 of his book. And God comes to Job, and he says, Look, I know you have experienced so much There's a lot of pain in your life. And this is very, very difficult. And I know that you're a bit wobbly in your faith right now. Like you're just a bit shaky because of everything that's happened to you. I get that. So I'm just going to talk to you about how big I am. I'm going to talk to you about me as Yahweh, the shepherd. And maybe that's where you find yourself. Maybe you're a bit wobbly in your faith. Maybe there's some things that have happened that have just stormed into your life that make you question God and turn a little bit into yourself, self-reliance. So I want you just to listen to these words and think about the different things that God said to Job. Here's thought number one. Job, I started everything. I mean, that's what I've done. I've just started everything. And in chapter 38, verse 2, it says, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? And so we've got God speaking to Job here. And he's like, who are you? Right? Brace yourself like a man, Job, because I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? What supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstone as the morning star sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Where were you, Job? Because I was there. I was surveying things. I was checking it out. I was inventing and creating. And you weren't there. See, Job, I started everything. I'm a big God. And then God goes on to say, not only did I start everything, but I control everything. I mean, I just control it all, everything. God uh, continues the conversation in verse 8. So who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it burst from the womb? And as I clothed it with clouds and wrapped it in thick darkness. For I locked it behind barred gates, limiting its shores. I said, this far, and no farther will you come, Jersey Shore, right here. Here your proud waves must stop. I think God kind of looked at Job and said, can you control the oceans like that? Can you look at them and say, you stop right here, no more. This is where it ends for you. Of course, Job, you can't. Do stuff like that, and that's because I control everything. And then in chapters 39 and uh, chapter 40, we find God kind of saying, I control the animals. I mean, I am in charge of them as well. So I hung the stars, I control the oceans, I control animals. Do you do any of this, Job? Of course you don't. And then in the last chapter of this book, we find Job speaking. And he kind of gets it at this point, like this is the end. And here's what he says about God. All right, I get that you can do anything. You can do anything. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do anything. And no one, absolutely no one can stop you. And it's almost like Job Job kind of puts his hand over his mouth and says, all right, I get it. I have spoken too much. I'm kind of done here. You are a big God. I mean, you've done so much, and I haven't done any of that. You really are incredible. Thank you for the reminder of being this great, big God. And I think David got this. Is he considered what was happening in his life, I think David understood that God was just incredible. And so he begins to communicate that with his words. He's big. He's big. And don't we need a big God? I mean, think about it. Don't we need a big God? Don't we need a God who cannot be shelved or carved or explained? We need that. And David kind of comes out and says, he is my shepherd. He's mine He belongs to me and he thinks about me and he's in love with me. See, I think we need a universe hanging God. We need a Yahweh. We need something that is just so big and so amazing that we can crawl at his feet and say, okay, you can take my life, you can take it all and I'll be obedient to you and I'll do what you want and I'll stop relying on self because the Lord is my shepherd See, here's the crazy thing. Yahweh cares for sheep. Now, who are the sheep in this paragraph? It's me. It's you. We're the sheep and God is our shepherd. And we have all that we need. And when you think about it, that's really not that fun, actually. Because when you think about sheep, I mean, I'm no animal expert, but when you read about sheep, they're dirty, and they can't do much on their own. They need a lot of help, and they're really not that smart. And who's the sheep that's being talked about here? It's us. Dirty. Confused unable to help ourselves, and really not that smart. And I've often wondered, why does God compare us to sheep? I mean, that doesn't sound that great. Do you know of anyone who has sheep as pets? I mean, have you ever been to anybody's house and they're like, hey, come out here to the backyard because I want you to see my sheep right? Like nobody does this because people don't have these things as pets because they're dirty and they're not that intelligent and they're not that great. And why does God compare us to sheep? I mean, why doesn't he say we're like a lion or we're like a cheetah because those things are just really fast and amazing and it would be fun to be compared to that. That's not what God does at all. He says that we're like sheep who are confused and need a lot of help But here is the great news, right? This is amazing. This is really good for us because that's who we are, dirty, confused, and we can't find our way. But the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I've got all that I need. So here's some takeaways for us. First of all, open the cell door and just be overwhelmed I mean, maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe you've kind of lost track of how big God really is and you've been relying too much on you. Just open the cell door and be a little overwhelmed because God is not small. It's just that we sometimes push him way into the darkness of our lives. So how do you do that? Here's a few thoughts. Slow down a bit. I mean, is the pace of your life causing you to push God away? Like you don't have time for this, and you don't want to bother with that? And just kind of slow the pace a bit and open that door. Or maybe you need to stretch yourself in some way and get a story, like a God story. I mean, step into something that only God can get you out of. I'm not talking about trouble. I'm talking about stepping into something where you say, God, I am taking this faith leap here and I don't know what's going to happen to me and I don't know what's going to look like on the other side, but I trust completely that you as my shepherd are going to be there and that I'll have an amazing story and I won't be relying on self. I'll be able to say, the Lord truly is my shepherd because look at what he's done for me. So just step into something that only God can get you out of. Or maybe ask someone to join you here at Valley Point. And just watch what God does in their life and be overwhelmed with how big he is. Secondly, open the cell door and just take a step. And how do you do that? Well, Baal on self-reliance. Just bail on that. And I'm not talking about not being confident. I'm not talking about giving up on your hopes and dreams. This is simply about making sure that I'm not too into me. So here's some questions to kind of figure out if you're too into you. Am I teachable? I mean, am I teachable? Am I accountable? Is there somebody kind of speaking truth into my life that I listen to? And am I finding ways to bring God into every area of my life? I mean, not just some areas, but am I finding ways to just invite God into every area of my life? Or am I kind of pushing him into the dark places where I hope to hide him? Open the cell door and take a step. Thirdly, open the cell door and trust. Maybe that's what you need to do today. Open the cell door And trust, because the Lord can be my shepherd. So is he your shepherd? I mean, is he really yours? Can you say, he's mine, and I love him, and I'm thinking about him in greater ways. He's my shepherd. Can you say that? And if not, then who is guiding you? Who's directing you? Who's caring for you? See, maybe the greatest choice that you make today is to kind of bail on self-reliance and just trust in the shepherd alone and embrace his leadership and his forgiveness. Here's the great thing about the shepherd. He doesn't push his way into your life. He won't do that. He doesn't force his way in. He doesn't demand that you embrace him. He simply asks for you trust. And that's why scripture says, God loved the world so much. And he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life, will have a shepherd. So what's your next step? What's your next step as you seek to open the door of self-reliance and just kind of walk out and get freedom. What's your next step? Open the door. Just open the door. And don't be afraid to be obedient to God and what he's whispering into your hearts. Father, we're so thankful for a few moments to consider this amazing paragraph in scripture. God, we've only looked at one verse today. And yet it's a verse that helps us to understand so much about you. God, I think sometimes we kind of forget that you're just huge and you're amazing and you control everything and you started everything. And sometimes we let life get so busy that we just push you out of the way and we think that we can do all of this stuff and we think that we can do life all on our own. And the whole time you're kind of gently knocking on that cell door saying, you know what? Stop relying on just you and know and embrace the fact that you have a shepherd. A shepherd who will guide, instruct, and protect. But yeah, God, it's very possible for us to walk away from that and to get way out on our own and hide you in the dark places in our lives. So God, I pray today that we would have this awareness of what you want for us to just follow the shepherd. I'd like for you to keep your eyes closed and your heads bowed for a moment. It's just be kind, kind of a quiet time between you and God. Because maybe God's whispering some things into your life right now about self-reliance. And again, sometimes I think we believe it's no big deal. We're just trying to do stuff on our own, trying to find our way. The problem is when it's too much of me, it's too much. It's so easy to push God way into the back and all of a sudden it's just me and I have no shepherd, no guidance. So maybe today you just need to talk to God and say, all right, I understand you're big, I get you and I'm gonna swing open that cell door and just follow you, I'm gonna trust that you are the one who can guide me through life. And I've forgotten about that. So just talk to God about that, if that's you. Maybe you just need to talk to God and say, I'm going to bail on self-reliance and I'm going to depend on you in some greater ways. Just talk to him about that. Maybe you are here though, and for the first time you're understanding that there is a God and a shepherd who you can have a real relationship with and He can be yours. And maybe you don't feel like you can say that right now. You can't say he's my shepherd. You can do that today. You can trust in him alone. So from your heart to God's ears, maybe you just wanna say this to him. God, I know that I can't run my life. I know I can't do it. And right now I trust in your leadership and your forgiveness. I trust in you alone as my shepherd. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for being mine. And if that's a prayer that you've offered up to God, I want to say to you, he is your shepherd and he will never leave. And you will have someone to guide you through every circumstance in life. I just want to pray for you right now. God, so help us to understand that you're our shepherd. You don't want us to rely too much on ourselves, but you want us to look to you because you are this God who cannot be described or shelved or carved. You're just that amazing. And you offer to us guidance and protection. God, help us to embrace that. I pray that there would be many who are kind of swinging open the doors of self-reliance and that they'll look at you and embrace your bigness. If we've forgotten about that, God, give us a great reminder today about how you control everything and you're the inventor. Help us to be in awe of your bigness and your greatness. And God, for those that have trusted in you as their shepherd, God, help them to walk out of here with a smile and a sense that you are with them and you will never leave. And they have a shepherd to guide them through every part of life. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I want. Thank you for these words. Help them to capture our hearts today. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also like to invite you to join us for any of our Sunday gatherings as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 915 and 11 a.m.